Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me this Saturday morning. A little snowy Saturday morning. Kind of uh, kind of dreary out there. Fresh air feels good. I've been under the weather the last couple of days and I've been kind of cooped up in the house and fresh air feels kind of good. Not too bad out there right now. Might see a few flakes of snow here and there. I saw a couple on the way in, but that was about it. Um, I think they might have been Bears fans, but oh no, different kind of flakes. Never, never mind. That was for my buddy Jeff. <laughs> He's a Bears fan. Oh well, he's still my friend. Anyhow, um, no, it's uh, it's uh, you know going to be one of those weekends. I think where uh, uh, it's uh, you know what I think we can actually uh, I can actually say you know hey. Let's give some thought to getting out there and uh, drilling a few holes in the ice. Um, that's uh, that's good news. Definitely good news for uh, for a lot of folks. And I think uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people out on the ice this weekend. Um, there's uh, there's no doubt about it here. Um, I uh, well, let's just kind of hop into the uh, the hot spot report here this morning. And um, I don't think I'm going to really pick a specific spot. I've got some places I'll talk about here, but um, I think anywhere where you can maybe find some good ice, gosh, just get out there and do it. Whether it's maybe down by Stoddard, um, Goose Island, uh, Lake on Alaska, uh, up by Trempolo, take your pick. Um, boy, I, I think, uh, you know, you can find some ice. I, I talked to the folks up at, uh, Fat Cat this morning here and, and, um, they were busy in the shop. That's good. That's a good thing. Uh, Lots of folks uh, coming in, getting, I would imagine, some minnows or waxies, what have you. All those uh, good things that fish like to gobble down in the wintertime. And, uh, say, good ice. Uh, anywhere from uh, two to five inches. I'm a little sketchy on the two part, but the five part sounds good. Um, on the Mostly on the, uh, the lakes region, uh, the three lakes up there. Um, so that's that's good to hear. Uh, that there's, uh, there's decent ice there. Um, said there was decent ice by the marina as well. So that's, that's a good sign. I kind of figured with this past week that we've had here in the, the cold weather. Um, yeah. And I mean, just looking at the forecast here for the next several days. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to, gosh, we're not going to come anywhere near the freezing level until sometime Thursday. So I'm gonna have next several days for making for making ice, and I'm you know, and, it, and the nice thing is is that it's gonna be, and, and I'm hoping, and, and I forgot to ask actually, but I, I'm wouldn't be terribly surprised. I mean, since we kind of had to start over from square one, you know, that this is this is good ice, and it's not like it you know warms up above freezing and melts, and you know we get that freeze thaw kind of thing. No, this uh, this should be pretty solid, stable, good hard ice. You know what I mean? You know, it's not going to be, uh, soft and spot, you know, it, it's just, it's just going to be good stuff. So that's, uh, that's encouraging for, uh, for a lot of folks that I know are anxious to get out. Uh, although I did see a few boats out earlier, a few boats, uh, being towed on trailers earlier this week. So maybe there's, uh, a little open water still around somewhere, maybe kind of, sort of not for long though. Uh, at least not where you can get at a ramp anyhow. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, ice fishing is, uh, is starting to pick up. The panfish bite is starting to pick up. Um, I would imagine that, uh, you know, since it's been a while, uh, since, uh, folks have been out there, uh, that, you know, the fish are going to be, they'll, they'll find, folks will find some receptive fish out there. 
uh, this weekend. That's uh, that's good news for those that want to drop a line through the ice and yeah, uh, lots of. Uh, not so much perch, uh, according to the reports I'm hearing anyway. I uh, haven't heard much on the, the perch bite, but uh, some decent-sized crappies being caught up by the uh, the Three Lakes area, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, nothing like a good mess of crappies. Um, some nice bluegills, some nice sunnies. Uh, and I would imagine that, uh, uh, you know, uh, those areas are going to, that kind of uh, bite's going to translate pretty well down to, uh, you know some of the backwater areas south of uh, Lacrosse here, uh, you know in the Goose Island area, uh, down by Stoddard, um, probably down by Brownsville a little bit as well. Um, some of those backwater areas where you know there isn't a lot of current and you know the fish are stacked up in there and awaiting your uh, your jig, your lure, what have you. Um, other thing too that uh, I heard about too. Uh, there were guys even catching a few northerns on uh, on jigging poles, and that always seemed. And, and for whatever reason, and and I remember this from last year as well, because uh, my friend's son was out with some friends, and and they were catching a lot of northerns early in the season as well, uh, up on the up in the that Three Lakes area there too, um, and you know they were just using the guys recently anyway, uh, last few days. Uh, catching some northerns just on on jigging poles, not like tip downs or anything like anything like that. Uh, so they're hungry, they're looking to uh, to feed as well. So you may be going out for uh, for bluegills and sunnies and end up with something a little bit bigger. <laughs> Going to need a bigger hole. So, but on the whole, you know, it's, you know the bite. Like I said, the bite's starting to pick up, and I'm I'm thinking too that even. Um, you know, we had this front kind of move through uh, yesterday, so I think that'll that'll maybe get the fish moving a little bit, get get them going a little more active, um, and then it's just going to kind of you know, at least like I said from the forecast, it looks like it's going to stay fairly stable for the next few days. So uh, that uh, I think that might keep them a little, you know, keep them in that spot in their spots, and hopefully keep them continue to, to keep them active. So, but you don't have to, you know, and I, I talked about this a little bit uh, last week as well, about making, no, you know, with the thin, thinner ice anyway, making a lot of noise and um, just uh, get your holes drilled right away and, you know, you can always clear them out a little later with the spud, but, or even just take the spud with, you know, if there's only a few inches of ice, it's not going to take that long to chip through a, make a hole, so. There is that, so, but on the whole, uh, you know, things are, things are starting to look good and we're starting to get into ice fishing season here. I don't have an extended forecast beyond next Friday. So, uh, but I would imagine that, uh, that last weekend here before Christmas, oh, already, wow. um, might be another, might be a little warm, but you know, by then I think we'll have some, should have some decent ice out there and hopefully, uh, uh, lots of good reports of folks catching lots of fish and uh, enjoying a good uh, holiday meal of perch or crappie or bluegill. That that sounds pretty good, I think. Don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very festive. Nothing says the holidays like fresh fish. I don't know who said that. I'm just making it. I. I, I but actually, you know, fresh fish does sound kind of good. So <laughs> anyhow, uh, but that is, you know, that's the hot spot report this morning brought to you by the, the good folks at, uh, at Powerhouse Marine uh, here on WKTY Outdoors. Now we're going to kind of shift gears and talk about the, the current conditions. I've been talking about the temperature and uh, the forecast here. That's being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait out in Toma. And I would imagine that some of those, you know, we've with this cold weather that we've had and that we're going to have, uh, those cranberry bog areas out by Toma and Lake Toma, uh, that's going to start to see some good activity as well. Uh, people will be able to get out on those uh, on those bogs and start to uh, drill their holes out there. It'll be uh, it'll be good. Uh, but looking at the the current temperature, 
Uh, oh, and by the way, yeah, go see Don out at Roscoe's, and uh, he'll he'll get you pointed in the right direction if you want to do some ice fishing out in the uh, uh, out in the Toma area there too. Uh, and if you uh, are still with the uh, still got the boat ready to go, uh, I would imagine Petenwell is probably uh, probably still open there below the dam. And curious to see I, what how the walleye bite is doing. Might not be too bad. Might be picking up a little bit, especially like I said with this front moving through. But uh, checking the current conditions, again, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. The uh, water temperatures, yeah, we're sitting uh, in the, the lower 30s here. Um, just a notch above 32 at Trempolo and Dresbank and Genoa. Uh, 34 down in Linksville. Um, so that's, uh, but that's below the uh, power plant there. So maybe it's just a, da- a tad or two degree, degree or two warmer there. Um, but... Uh, uh, other than that, it's, uh, uh, yeah, low, low thirties. And, and I suspect it's going to stay that way for, uh, uh, quite a while. Um, we're not going to see too much of a change in that, uh, at all. Uh, certainly looking at the, uh, the river stage here in lacrosse, it's, uh, we've certainly had some fluctuations in the last couple of days anyway, uh, middle of the day on Wednesday, it was down to about six feet. And now it's uh, shot back up again to uh, about six eight. So I'm not sure where we got all the precipitation that it raised the river up that much. But although they did get a bunch of snow and stuff up north, so I'm sure some of that some of that melted a little bit. But let's hope. Uh, and it, it kind of looks like it's on a slow downturn. So hopefully things will uh, will improve. But you know, still a little higher than normal. Six foot is uh, is uh, is much better. Feel much better about that. Flow is at about fifty five thousand cubic feet per second. So well, a little bit of current there. So uh, something to uh, keep in mind. Um, but that is a look at the uh, the conditions report here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. Again, uh, uh, seeing uh, conditions anyway. Uh, two to five inches of ice out there. And something that, you know, the two inches part, <laughs> I don't want to stay away from that or avoid that particular area. Uh, five inches, mm, yeah, that's uh, that's getting better. And again, we're in a, a a pattern right now where we've got several days of below freezing temperatures, and that just means uh, making more ice all the time. So. I would imagine by next weekend, by the time, even if it is 35 next Friday, by the time we hit next weekend, um, there'll definitely be several, several more inches of good solid ice out there uh, on uh, most bodies of water. So that's uh, that's good to hear. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, missed a fishing report here earlier too. Um, and this is down a little south of town here, down a little closer to Linksville in that area in there. Um, you walleye and soccer being caught, um, a little vertical jigging, uh, maybe trolling a little bit of crankbait uh, action there um, around the lock and dams. Yeah, that's, I mean where the there is obviously open water, but um, or just simply uh, uh, you know jigging a minnow combination. Uh, that's uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's fair, not nothing great, but yeah, there's a, a little bit of a a little bit of a bite. Um, so, but again, just uh, just be careful if you're uh, you're headed out there, and um, certainly uh, if you're this time of year, you want to make sure you're wearing your life jacket. If you're definitely wear your life jacket if you're headed out uh, onto the uh, onto the water in the boat there, mm. and, and that actually kind of ties in a little bit with what uh, we're going to be talking about here in just a couple of minutes. I've got uh, uh, Megan Anderson from Gunderson Health System here. Talked about it a, a, a few weeks ago here. We we'll talk a little bit more about uh, uh, just simply because now we're getting to the point where uh, more people are going to be out on the ice, and yeah, there'll still be a few boaters here and there. But uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the dangers of the cold weather uh, and what that means for folks that are doing their outdoor recreating, um, and what that. Uh, what those symptoms are, what you can do to prevent it, what you can do to treat it, 
Uh, we're going to cover all that. Uh, that'll be coming up in just a couple of moments here. Uh, take a short break and uh, get Megan on the line here, and we'll continue with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Some people have a summer home. Ask me, this winter home is way better. Sure, it looks like a shack, but it's on the water. Keeps the cold out, plenty of seats. Just watch out for the bucket butt. And the fish are biting thanks to Roscoe's Live Bait. They're like my ice fishing interior decorator and accessorizer. The moral of the story is it's okay to call your ice shanty your second home. And Jigs to Gear Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma is your ice fishing headquarters. Buy any rod and reel, get a free line setup. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes. You can win bragging rights and free food when you pick who you think will win each week's NFL games. Just hit up WKTYSports.com or pull up the WKTY app, click on Win Stuff, and tell us who you think will win every NFL game that week. The best pick of the week wins a $25 gift card to Features in West Salem. You love football, and we know you love free food. Make your picks today, and you could be our next winner from Features in West Salem and WKTY. Feeling a bit itchy? Feeling like you look at the magical internet with a notion that you could do something really, really cool for businesses, but you don't know how to actually meet those businesses? You woke up this morning saying, man, I get this. I know how all this works. I can insta-face Google Snap like there's no tomorrow. You woke up thinking, businesses are leaving money on the table. I just got to get in front of businesses. Well, wait till you see what's behind this door. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we know all the businesses, and they're saying, I'm loving what's coming out of the speakers, now how do I get this puppy online? That's where you come in. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we're looking for people like you, with an itch. An itch to help. A desire to learn new things, the know-how to put it all together. Email Teresa at TeresaT at MWFBroadcasting.com, and let's get to know each other. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And joining me on the phone right now is Megan Anderson, the Injury Prevention Coordinator over at Gunderson Health System here in La Crosse. Good morning, Megan. Welcome to the program this morning. Good morning. And we are talking a little bit uh, this morning here about... uh, cold weather and uh, frostbite and hypothermia and all those uh, not-so-nice things that uh, that happen from time to time when uh, when folks are outside uh, uh, hopefully having hopefully having fun but that certainly is right. not, <laughs> not too much fun um, yeah my, my first question is um, how common are these types of injuries uh, during the course of the winter sure so um you know, I work with the trauma department, and I think most of these maybe are um, taken care of through our emergency room or urgent care, but we do see some um, traumatic injuries related to especially hypothermia. So um, it can be, you know, life-threatening and um, severe conditions that you can get from the cold, and so um, prevention is really important. Mm-hmm. And what what sort of things would you, and speaking of prevention, what sort of things would you uh would you suggest for folks, and, and, and maybe I should back up a little bit as well, and, and obviously this is an outdoors program here, so we're, you know, we're talking about hunting, fishing, hiking, uh, yep. those kinds of activities. But obviously these, are, these, are, these types of injuries can happen to, to anyone who just is spending time outdoors this time of year. Sure. Um, so, you know, hypothermia, frostbite can happen any time that you're inappropriately dressed outside and the activities that you're doing um, so we can talk about some of the things um, that you can do to make sure your your skin is covered and you're protected um, they can happen from um, being outside in the cold for too long um, you know sometimes sweaty conditions can heighten uh, hypothermia 
Um, also, you know, if you're in contact with the cold ground or cold water, I know people are wanting to get out ice fishing. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, really making sure that the, the ice is thick enough and safe before you're um, out on the ice, too. Very, very true. And, and fortunately, we, we, we don't, we hear about it, sadly, but uh, fortunately it doesn't happen very often where someone actually goes into the, or breaks through the ice and falls into the water. That's, that's a very serious situation. It is, yep. And so what sorts of things, uh, I, I guess, uh, before we maybe, let's talk a little bit about prevention here. What do you recommend to folks if they are going to be spending time outside, uh, you know, either maybe going ice fishing or even something as simple as going out to, uh, uh, you know, shovel the sidewalk when uh, after a good snowstorm? Sure. So, you know, making sure that the appropriate parts of the body are covered, especially to prevent frostbite, making sure that you're wearing a warm hat, um, gloves or mittens are even better, um, you know, warm enough um, footwear, socks, um, covering up with a scarf, the sensitive parts of the face, the nose, the mouth, the um, ears. Um, really thinking about overexertion if people are outside for a long period of time or are shoveling snow. Um, like I said, uh, some of those activities that can cause you to sweat can actually, um, you know, heighten your risk for hypothermia. So trying to reduce some of those activities or making sure that your clothing is staying warm and dry. And then we always talk about layering up. So um, dressing in loose, light layers, that would be, you know, a base layer that um, wicks moisture to try to prevent um, some of that sweating. Um, The next layer would be something insulating or to keep you warm when you're outside. And then a top layer that can, um, you know, prevent wind. So something that's windproof and waterproof. Okay. All right. And and I guess if if I can uh, ask, what what I guess are are the most sort of common things that, you know, you see when, uh, and we can talk about the difference between hypothermia and, and frostbite. Uh, but sure. when, when, in terms of, say, frostbite, uh, what are the sort of the common uh, things that, uh, that you see over at, at Gunderson? Is it, is it more like the, the fingers and toes and ears and nose and those sorts of, uh, those extremities? Yeah, so frostbite is usually something that happens on those sensitive parts of the skin, fingers, toes, nose, um, ears. And so that's something that happens when the skin is exposed to the cold and it it starts to freeze. So things that you would want to look out for um, if you think you might be getting frostbite is any um, stinging, burning, throbbing, or prickly sensations. And then that's usually followed by numbness. Um, So if you are feeling those things, it could be a sign that you're getting frostbite and you need to to um, get inside and, and warm those extremities up. Okay, and and and, and that's obviously some some self care as well. But at, at what yep. point? At, at what point then? Uh, say it becomes serious enough that you would need to seek medical attention. Sure. So if you if you think you might have frostbite um, and numbness persists, so if you go inside and you're doing some self warming, you always want to slowly warm up the extremities, um, you know, putting them in warm water, but never rubbing the skin or um, direct contact with hot water mm-hmm. um, or heating pads. Um, and if numbing persists or you start to um, see that the skin is changing colors, then you definitely need to have, um, you know, a medical person check it out. Okay. Uh, and uh, there is a difference. Uh, it, let me ask it this way. If someone has frostbite, do they also have hypothermia, or are the two separate? The two are separate. So frostbite is something that we usually see on some of your extremities, um, you know, parts of the skin that might freeze if it's not covered appropriately. Hypothermia has to do with your um, core body temperature. So when your body temperature um, falls below 95 degrees, um, that causes your body to... um, start losing some of its organ function, starts to slow down when, when um, the body temperature is too cold. Okay. And, and, and that is certainly a, a much more serious uh, situation that, that does require medical attention. Yes, for sure, yeah. And I, I guess I, I'm, I'm assuming that frostbite is, is fairly, I don't say fairly common, but something that's much more seen than, say, hypothermia. 
Um, probably. Um, you know, I don't know the the exact numbers or statistics on that, um, but I would say pr- probably frostbite might be, um, you know, more common. Hypothermia is um, more of a life-threatening situation or, or can be um, severe, so... When, when when someone does have, uh, and let's maybe talk a little bit about some of the symptoms, what are some of the things that, that people would either sort of recognize in themselves or if they if, if they're with a friend or something and that friend starts to exhibit, what sort of signs do people uh, exhibit when hypothermia is starting to set in? Sure, and you bring up a good point, so... You know, if you are out in the cold or doing activities outside, it's always good to make sure that um, you're with someone else or someone knows where you are and where you're going and when you'll be back um, because some of the symptoms can be hard to recognize in yourself. Um, but, you know, starting to shiver, having slurred speech, um, kind of clumsiness, lack of coordination, um, confusion, and sometimes, um, you know, it's, as your body temperature um, gets lower, it kind of is a slow onset, so sometimes it's hard to um, be able to tell in yourself if you're developing hypothermia, but might be, um, you know, easier for someone else to notice um, mm-hmm. some of these things, you know, um, clumsiness or starting to, to act confused. Sure. Yeah, you're just simply not aware. You're, you're not just simply self-aware that, hey, this is happening to me, and I'm, you know, you're just maybe not, you're not noticing it. Do you... Does a, does a person, f- I don't, this may sound a little silly, do they feel cold when, they ha- when they're when they exhibiting symptoms of, of hypothermia? I, I, obviously, you know, they are, but, I mean, are they aware that it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, things are not, something's not right here. If, if I'm, I don't think I'm asking it quite the right way, but I, I hope you understand what I mean. Sure. Um, I mean... I would think you would feel cold if you really, you know, start to shiver, um, you know, feel like your your breathing gets a little bit slower, more shallow, um, it's harder to breathe. Um, so you might be able to kind of recognize some of those things if you are starting to feel, um, you know, slowing of, of, you know, more clumsy or slowing of your, your breath and things like that. You might be able to recognize that in yourself, but I don't think it, would be something that you would automatically think, okay, now I have hypothermia. Like I said, it's very, can be a slow onset and, you know, the symptoms probably might vary from person to person. So I'm not sure that you would necessarily always recognize right away that you have hypothermia, but if you, you do feel kind of funny and um, like you might have some of these symptoms, it would definitely be something you need to to get to a warm, dry place and and be seen by a professional. Okay, and is, is it something too that that uh, that you know they can just a person could just simply go inside and and, and warm up, or is it something that uh, perhaps is maybe a little bit more serious that would require, say, going to an urgent care, an emergency room, or something along those lines? You know, I think it never never hurts to have um, have it checked out if you. If you do think, you know, you had some of these symptoms of hypothermia, I think it never hurts to contact a professional and uh, just ask, you know, tell them what you were experiencing and have them just make sure that everything's okay versus, um, you know, letting it go. And then um, I think it's always good to to ask someone. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you this as well. Are there... uh long-term consequences from something from from suffering from hypothermia uh it can beyond just simply you know once the person's temperature core temperature gets back to normal are there can there be some some longer term effects from from this uh from having having this happen um you know i think potentially if you if you have hypothermia and you're out long enough then you don't get to a warm dry place or seek medical attention, um, you know, it, it could impact, you know, other parts of your body slowly slowing down your, your breathing and your heart rate eventually um, could lead to death if, you're, mm-hmm. if your core temperature gets too low. Um, but I think if you, you know, are able to, to get to a hospital and see a medical professional, they have 
um, ways of rewarming the body and hopefully can can help get you back to where you need to be so that um, nothing else nothing else is um, mm-hmm. harming your body later okay and and I guess too and and one I maybe I should have asked this a little earlier as well how long does it take for hypothermia to set in? So that's also variable. Um, it really depends on the, you know, the weather conditions. So anytime we have the temperatures where we have negative wind chills, um, that um, is more of a risk factor. Like I said, if you're really sweaty or if your clothes are wet, um, that can lead to um, hypothermia a little bit quicker. And then um, for sure you lose body heat um, more in cold water, so hypothermia can set in a lot faster if you were to fall through ice or, on, you know, if you're in cold water or, or in contact with a cold ground, um, your body would lose heat a lot a lot faster that way, too, so it might set in um, more quickly. Okay. So, it, it, yeah, it's just, it just depended upon the particular conditions and situation that a person might it, be in. Yep, it does. It does. So, you know, watching the weather, making sure you're dressed appropriately, taking preventative actions to making sure that you're staying safe and um, have a way to contact help or know where, you know, have someone know where you are is always good. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great point that uh, um, I think a lot of people somewhat overlook is just saying, Hey, and you mentioned it earlier as well, that, that, you know, let somebody know where you're going and when you'll be back. And, you know, having a cell phone yep. is, a, is a wonderful thing these days. So yes, cer- yes, cer- certainly in these, when you're doing some outdoor activities, whether it's, you know, hiking or, Fishing, what have you, snowmobiling. Uh, it's uh, definitely nice to have something like that that along. Uh, yep. And again, uh, Megan, is there anything else maybe that I've I've overlooked in terms of of say you know frostbite uh, or hypothermia uh, that uh, that you wanted to uh, that you wanted to touch on this morning? Um, no, I don't think so. I think the the key points are making sure that you're dressed appropriately for the weather conditions and what you're you're wanting to do, making sure that you are able to stay warm and dry, you're not outside for too long, um, and and having a way to call for help if you need it and making sure that someone someone knows where you are and when you'll be back are kind of the the main points, of course, knowing the signs and symptoms and you know, if you do think that you are experiencing frostbite, hypothermia, um, to seek medical attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and actually, you know what? I, I, I just thought of, of one other question for you as well. Uh, okay. In terms of, of hypothermia, uh, it, it doesn't, and obviously we're, it's December now, so we've got temperatures in the 20s and teens, and uh, hopefully it'll just stay that way and stay above zero, but uh, uh, probably won't. Uh, but yeah. but hypothermia can happen really at uh, any temperature. Say if it was even in the the you know it wasn't that long ago we had temperatures in the forties and fifties. It would certainly I'm guessing would take longer to for the symptoms to exhibit themselves, but it certainly could happen at those temperatures as well. Yeah, sometimes I think we think that these are things that only happen you know when it's in the sub-zero temperatures, which, you know, these frostbite and hypothermia would, would um, you know, maybe onset a lot faster when it's when it's really, really cold. But um, we do see cases, and, and you can get either of these um, when it is, is a little bit warmer out and you're not, you know, not dressed appropriately or you're outside for a long period of time or you're in, you know, sweaty or wet clothes um, or the, the wind conditions are, are right, you can... Um, get you know either of these conditions so mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't have to be uh you know snowy and five below or anything like that it can it can happen at right. a, a fairly wide temperature range yep yep Wonderful. okay well megan again uh, talking with megan anderson here uh injury prevention coordinator over at gunderson health system here in lacrosse uh megan i i certainly appreciate uh, you taking the time this morning to chat with me about uh uh frostbite, hypothermia, and uh, uh, making sure that, that people are uh, protect themselves from the, uh, from the elements uh, uh, this time of year. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm very appreciative that you were able to take the time this morning to chat with me. 
No problem. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, well, th- thank you, and, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yep. Have yep. a good day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That is, uh, again, Megan Anderson from Gunderson Health System in La Crosse. Uh, and, uh, and certainly something to, uh, to think about, uh, this time of year and making sure that, uh, uh, you are very protected, uh, from the, from the elements and staying safe while you're, uh, while you're out there and, uh, again, uh, be safe. We are going to take, it's, uh, 843, take a short break and come back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Some people have a summer home. Ask me, this winter home is way better. Sure, it looks like a shack, but it's on the water. Keeps the cold out, plenty of seats. Just watch out for the bucket butt. And the fish are biting thanks to Roscoe's Live Bait. They're like my ice fishing interior decorator and accessorizer. The moral of the story is it's okay to call your ice shanty your second home and Jigs to Gear Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma is your ice fishing headquarters. Buy any rod and reel, get a free line setup. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like... For me to do it, I have to like literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to get to the wall to do the leap. So uh, the situation just kind of has to be right. And uh, you know, so last year actually Monday night game had a game winner, kind of similar situation. Literally just uh, in the moment got swarmed, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and, and myself, we've been talking about it all kind of all year waiting uh, for that next moment. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, it was another Monday night game. I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year. And uh, as soon as I hit it, I, I took off running. I see him kind of waving me on, and uh, we were able to go and, uh, and, and do the celebration. Don't miss that Jim Rome show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning here. Hope you enjoyed uh, the interview with uh, with Megan Anderson from Gunderson Health System and talking a bit about, you know, it, and now that we've got the ice out there, it's we're going to start to see more folks out there. So I eh, just want folks to be careful out there. Be safe. There's... Uh, no fish worth dying for. No doubt about that. So, and I've already seen at least a few pictures anyway, and, uh, you know, vehicles going through the ice and stuff. So, yeah, just uh, just be safe. Um, always love to look at this year, uh, this time of year anyway, and uh, from the Wisconsin DNR, ice thickness, recommended minimum ice thickness. Uh, rough ice, you know, and these are rough guidelines here. Four inches for ice fishing. Two inches stay off, by the way. Uh, five inches for a snowmobile or ATV. Eight to 12 inches for a car or a small pickup. And 12 to 15 inches for a medium truck. So, I did some of the pictures that I, I see on uh, social media in the past week here. Yeah, uh, the folks with the, the medium trucks uh, did not, uh, didn't apparently look at the guidelines. But you know that hap- You know it's, you know, and I'm sure there are places where it probably is pretty thick, and you just need one little spot that isn't quite as thick or quite as good ice, and that's uh, that's all she wrote. But yeah, it, not uh, not a lot of fun. There's, uh, so just uh, just be careful about that, um, and. Uh, Pass this along as well, you know. Obviously, and and uh, one thing I guess we didn't really touch on when I was talking with Megan anyway was, uh, you know, snowmobiling and 
getting out and enjoying that as well. And that certainly is, uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of folks are anxious to get out there and do that as well. Just, uh, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, get, uh, you know, you're head out on Wisconsin trails anyway. Um, and I didn't realize this, but I guess it doesn't surprise me anyway. Um, more than 200,000, and this is a story did up at the TV station this uh, past week. Uh, more than 200,000 registered snowmobiles hit the trails around Wisconsin each winter, as long as there's snow anyway. Um, you need to obtain a trail pass to ride on any of uh, the Wisconsin DNR's privately owned snowmobiling trails. Um, and certainly, of course, as you heard a little while ago, dress, <laughs> dress warmly when you're, uh, uh, you're headed out. Uh, to think what the wind chill would be like some of those ooh, that's that's cold even if you do have a nice visor on the front moving the air around it's still pretty cold um but yeah make sure you uh you know you follow the rules to stay safe make sure you stay on the trails um you know because you are riding on on private property in a lot of cases and uh, you know they're allowing folks to be able to do this so you know don't abuse the privilege and i think for the most part you know, 99.9% of folks are really good about that. And uh, one thing, too, same with, you know, going ice fishing or anything like that, you know, take someone along with you as well. Don't ride alone. Um, you never know what, you know, breakdown or something like that. Uh, and some of those places, you know, you don't have to get too far out of town here. And you're out kind of in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere. So... Make sure you've got uh, got some backup there. Make sure you got the cell phone with. Um, so be safe if you're uh, you're going to be headed out doing some uh, some snowmobiling this year. So uh, some other news to uh, to share with you from this week: Minnesota is going to be launching an outdoor recreation task force. Uh, the Minnesota DNR and Explore Minnesota are partnering to launch a new outdoor recreation task force. Uh, the group will make recommendations about how Minnesota can connect more people to the health and wellness benefits of outdoor recreation, improve equitable access to outdoor recreation, and better support the state's thriving outdoor recreation economy. And uh, the agencies are currently accepting applications to serve on the task force until January 10th. Uh, and this is an article from the Minnesota DNR here uh, that says, uh, you know, there's mounting scientific evidence that of the significant health and wellness benefits of outdoor recreation. I would agree with you there. We need to do it more. Uh, in addition, the impact of outdoor recreation to local, state, and national economies is well documented. We've talked about that here in the past. Um, you know, as is the importance of Minnesota's outdoor recreational opportunities as a key motivator for tourists to visit uh, to visit Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's task force. Uh, We'll make its recommendations to the DNR and explore explore Minnesota by next fall about what Minnesota can do to enhance outdoor recreation opportunities. And seeing as how, uh, according to this anyway, uh, Explore Minnesota Tourism Director John Erdman says, uh, recreation in Minnesota, including outdoor activities, is a major sector of a $15.3 billion tourism economy in uh, in Minnesota. Um they're looking to uh, find 20 people across the state to uh, represent a diverse and balanced mix of outdoor interests, expertise, and values. And uh, just go to the Minnesota DNR website if you're uh, if you have uh, an interest in something like that, or know someone who might be uh, might be interested in that. So, something to think about. It is coming up on 8:52. Take a break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors. On WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's your favorite time of the year, the holidays. 
Prepping is always fun when she stops at Ace of Lacrosse. She found everything she needs to get her house ready, both indoors and out. Lights, decorations, the works. And while she was there, she found some great gifts. Carhartt for dad, kitchen gadgets for mom, even something for the dog. On the way out, she grabbed a new snow shovel. That's the only thing she doesn't really like about the holidays. Stop by and stock up on your holiday goodies. Ace of Lacrosse on the south side of Lacrosse. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land that you've always wanted. And the conditions report uh, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait out in Toma. And uh, the hotspot report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine here in La Crosse. And before we hop back into the uh, outdoors, let's uh, take a quick peek at the sports calendar for this weekend anyway. Uh, only a couple things on the calendar here, but uh, should be good ones. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, we've got uh, on WKTY the Cavs taking on the Bucks down at uh, Fiserv Forum uh, in Milwaukee. And again, 7 o'clock for the, uh, the pregame. Uh, it'll be oh, about 20, 25 minutes after that before the game gets underway. And then, uh, of course, tomorrow we've got uh, Packer football starting for you at 10 o'clock with the pregame show as the Packers take on the Chicago Bears at Green Bay, at Lambeau. Greatest rivalry in NFL history. Not to mention the longest. So, a storied rivalry, uh, no doubt. And I'm sure, with all the implications uh, uh, playoff-wise, oh, heck, you can just toss the records out the window. It's just going to be a grinded out kind of football game. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just going to be a slugfest and that'll be fun. Uh So, that's uh, getting underway again uh, pregame at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning and then uh kickoff slated for 12 noon here on WKTY. And of course, we got plenty of uh uh post-game action for you as well uh following the game. So, that'll uh that will, we Packers uh, pretty much all day Sunday here on WKTY. And then the Bucks are back in action uh, with the uh, Dallas Mavericks visiting them. Uh, that'll be Monday night starting at 6.30 again here on WKTY. So, and uh, just to jump ahead a little bit, we got a little uh, high school action for you. Uh, Holman takes on Logan. Uh, that'll be Tuesday starting at 7.05 here again on WKTY. So, Good basketball and football action for you here this weekend and into next week on WKTY. Looking looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting out and doing some uh, outdoor recreating here, too, and making sure that uh, you got, you're, you're bundled up. Again, uh, I appreciate uh, Megan Anderson from Gunderson Health System coming on the program this morning and uh, talking a little bit about uh, the dangers of frostbite and hypothermia. I think as I get old, and I, I should have asked her this as well. Um, I think you know, as as you get older, I think you feel it more. You know, maybe I don't know if it if it takes. You know, when I'm out out in the cold and it, it it, I feel it a lot faster. I think than I did when I'm young. Maybe I was just more stupid when I was young and didn't pay attention. But um, and that's certainly a distinct possibility. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you feel, I think you feel it a little more when you're older. I'd like to think I'm a little smarter, but again, that that that's always <laughs> most days. That's 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 certainly up for debate. But that's uh, that's a whole other issue. But again, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, want you to be safe and make sure and and, and uh, touch on this as well. While I'm thinking about it, is you know if you're going to be if you are going to be headed out there, and and certainly I'm sure there's probably some places you know a little spring bubbling up there where the ice isn't maybe that good. 
you know, make sure you've got the other safety gear, you know, dress warmly and appropriately, uh, but also make sure you take the safety gear with you, the spud, uh, you know, you got some ice picks with you. Um, you know, if you've got a, a shanty, you've got a, uh, a good heater that, you know, and well vented, we don't want anybody getting carbon monoxide poisoning or anything, but, uh, um, Make sure that, uh, you know, you've got all the good safety gear with you. You know, you've got a nice rope along with you as well. Heaven forbid that, you know, you would fall in or, or uh, somebody you're with or nearby would happen to, to go in. Uh, that, you know, that's a lifeline, plain and simple. So I uh, want, want you to be safe. But again, you know, we're looking at, at some decent ice here. Uh, and again, uh, some wonderful ice-making weather uh, here over the next several days. And the fishing is starting to pick up. So, again, I'm thinking if I uh, headed north on 35 up by the uh, uh, the big sunfish there up by on Alaska and look down, I'm guessing I'm going to see quite a few uh, uh, folks maybe out on uh, on Lake on Alaska this afternoon. And um, the nice thing is I think, you know, it, you know there isn't going to be a ton of light penetration, so you don't, you don't have to worry about you know, shadows and things like that. I don't know how much, I'm guessing there's maybe a little dusting, uh, you know, of, I mean, I, we haven't, I haven't gotten much snow at my house anyway, just kind of a dusting more than anything. So, you know, that ice is probably fairly clear at this point. Um, so, uh, you know, at least with the, the cloudy weather, you're not going to be casting that much of a, or that harsh of a shadow anyway. So again, uh, Get out there and enjoy it. Uh, I think we've uh, we finally reached some decent ice fishing weather that hopefully will uh, stay with us now for a while and something that we can all get out and enjoy. And, hey, the fish are starting to bite, too. So uh, having them cooperate is always uh, always a good thing as well. So anyhow, got to wrap things up for this Saturday. Again, my thanks to Megan Anderson, uh, Injury Prevention Coordinator at Gunderson Health System in La Crosse. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time out of your Saturday, first uh, Saturday anyway, for uh, to be on the program. And I certainly want to thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to uh, to tune in and listen as well. I never got around to, uh, to sharing more uh, stories about uh, Jeff and his bear experience. We'll do that maybe next week. Anyway, i got to wrap things up. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Wisconsin Sports League. Touchdown! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.